Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. And I love it because Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. I don't talk about it a ton, but I have a fishing company. Five years ago, actually five years ago this month, my best friend Aaron and I started a bass fishing weight company called Woo Tungsten because woo is the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. So we sell tungsten weights for bass fishing and Shopify has made it so incredibly easy. They have all the tools and the resources that we need. No matter how big or small your business is, they just make it so effortless. And like mine, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. And you can reach customers online and across social networks with their ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. And you can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond, which is something we use a ton. More than just a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business today with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Shopify.com slash bluewire. Welcome back to the Talking Niners podcast. I'm your host, Kobe Ransom. Joining me today, as per usual, Niner Wire Sam. Sam, tell the people how you're feeling. Man, I'm feeling good. Obviously, a big day today. Carson Wentz gone. But, I mean, even though I made that video on him, I think it's all good. We'll get into that right at the beginning, though. But I'm really excited to answer you guys' questions. Mailbag episode. Looking forward to it. Always enjoy doing these. Yeah, mailbag episode. Um... We got about seven questions in, which isn't a bad number. It's actually pretty good. And I think the discussions might make it, you know, long enough for a full episode. So, but before we get into your questions, let's start with the news that dropped today or for people who are listening to this yesterday, Carson Wentz was dealt to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 conditional second round pick, meaning, meaning that if Carson Wentz plays 75 snaps and they don't make the playoffs, well, 75% of the games and they don't make the playoffs, the um, Eagles would get a first-round pick. Or if Carson Wentz plays 75, 70% of the games and they do make the playoffs, the Eagles also get a first-round pick in that scenario. So, um, honestly, not much. And considering that the 49ers are in the quarterback market, you know, per se, um, it is interesting to see that they didn't ever – really acquire uh, you know acquire about or inquire about Carson Wentz considering that's all he went for I think uh, it they, felt um, like a I saw something uh, that they did but they just called to see like what he was um what they were what they were asking for what Philadelphia yeah, they, was asking for I don't think there was any real interest but they were just doing their due diligence so just wanted to correct you on that from what I heard yeah I mean I was going to get to that I was going to say you know they 
they call because, you know, they always call. You know, that's what smart teams do. They call to see what the asking price is, you know, and but they're never really that interested. And I think, you know, just to see that he only went for a third and a second, maybe first rounder, depending on, you know, the conditions um, that the Niners didn't, you know, even try to make an offer, which means that they don't believe in Wentz that much or they're or they, you know, they're OK with rolling with Garoppolo or they have another plan for another quarterback they might want to go after. So. You know, for as far as for the Niners, I mean, it's not really much to talk about as far as, you know, Wentz. Um, it's one less team that needs a quarterback now heading into the draft. Um, you know, for Indiana- Indianapolis, they now have their quarterback in Carson Wentz. Um, but do the Eagles now become a, a team that's in the quarterback market all of a sudden with Wentz gone? Um, how much do they believe in Jalen Hurts? We know that wasn't the guy. I mean, they have a brand new coaching staff. And, you know, that's not a guy that that coaching staff has brought in. So how much do they believe in him uh, if they do at all? Could they potentially be in the market for a quarterback? And they have a they have a draft pick that I believe is in the top 10, correct? If I'm not, if I'm not it's wrong. It's number six overall, yeah. Yeah, so they're in position to make a move for a quarterback there if they want to. So, I mean, and the Colts, they had a late during the, during the mid-20s for their pick, so they weren't really much of a threat as far as trading up. They had to give up a lot. So a veteran was where they were, go- is where they were going to go, most likely, um, which is what they got. They got a veteran quarterback in Carson Wentz. But now the Eagles, um, I mean, Hurts is still young. He only had one season. He was he was okay. He was, you know, he needs, he needs work. But, you know, if this Eagles coaching staff doesn't believe in, in Hurts that much, you know, is there a chance that – Niners now have another contender for a quarterback in the top 10 of the draft with the Eagles, possibly. Yeah, man. I mean, just looking at this trade, just I'm just going to keep this on the NFL side just for a few minute, minutes, but the Colts won this deal, in my opinion. I, I said a third and a first would be a good deal for the Niners to do. The Colts do that. Those picks are probably going to be better. At least the third is. And now in a conditional second, which could be a first depending on playtime, in my opinion, that's an absolute steal for a guy who was once an MVP caliber player. I think it's a great job by the Colts. It is a high-risk, high-reward deal, but I definitely think the Colts win that deal. But as for the Niners, I mean, I think Philly being in the quarterback race, that just seems... I mean, it seems like a bit of a reach at this point, but you can you never know. You saw Arizona give up on Josh Rosen, at, Rosen, Rosen after one year. You saw... Washington give up on Dwayne Haskins after less than two years. I mean, people are going to go get whoever they want at quarterback. New coach and staff, same GM though. I don't know if it was a, if that Hurts pick was a Doug Peterson pick or a Howie Roseman pick, but they could be in the need for a quarterback, which would definitely hurt us if that is the case. But we'll have to see. As for the Niners going after Carson Wentz, I know I wanted them to. It seems like they didn't really make an offer, and I'm fine with that because they were never on board. With Carson Wentz, if if they didn't make an offer, they probably saw some in him, probably like injuries or last year's play that they didn't just did not want to get him for that. And I'm fine with that. I think there's probably a guy out there that they're targeting, whether it be in the draft, whether it be a guy like Deshaun Watson, whether it be a guy in free agency, or do they trust Garoppolo enough to lead this team? So overall, I'm fine that we didn't get Carson Wentz. I would have liked it, but if they didn't want Carson Wentz, then I didn't want Carson Wentz. So it's all good at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, not a big deal for the Niners. It's just interesting to see, you know, what he went for and that the Niners never really offered. So, I mean, that just tells you that Kyle and John never really wanted Carson Wentz at all. So, he's not in their plans. question is, who is in their plans? We'll never know because we can't talk to them directly. So, now I'll get it into you guys' questions. We'll start with at uh, Coach Yepes from Twitter. I don't know if, we, if I said that right, but it is what it is. 
do the 49ers take a shot at JJ Watt given their relationship with Ryan's? If not, does Thomas become a priority resign? Um, the JJ Watt thing is interesting because JJ Watt is not the JJ Watt of old. He is a little more, he's, he's more good, not great anymore. And top of the fact that, um, you know, he gets injured quite a bit. So do the Niners want to, you know, invest in another player who has injury problems considering they've already had a bunch of, inju- a bunch of injury problems on their team already? Um, I don't know. And then, th- then there's the scheme fit where J.J. Watt would be, you know, his, his ideal fit would be where Eric Armstead is playing, where he's kind of like the big end. Um, you know, Bosa will be back um, if he's not traded due to hypotheticals, you know, they're out there on Twitter. But, you know, Bosa will be back. Armstead will probably play. He plays the majority of his snaps on the edge. Um and then you have Kinlaw and, and DJ Reed, you know, well, with Watt play I mean, inside. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be bad for him to play inside. But then again, um, how much does that cost? The Niners don't have the most cap space in the league. They can't afford to go out there and just hide and sign everybody. Do the Niners need J.J. Watt bad enough that they can give up six, seven million to get him on the team? Or does Watt want to come to San Francisco bad enough where he's willing to take a pay cut, you know, to be a rotational piece on the line? I, I view more teams such as like the Packers or the Bills or um, the Chiefs, teams like that, where maybe he um, feels like they give him the best chance to win, and he goes to teams like that where the, where they have they can probably give him more money. Not the Chiefs because they're they're going to be in, in cap hell soon, but um, like the Packers and Bills seem like teams that would that would work out for him. So I don't know. The Niners they might not go after JJ Watt that hard, but um, if they chose to, I, I definitely wouldn't be mad about it. You know, it'd be nice to get uh, you know. A player of JJ Watt's caliber, even if he's not the same JJ Watt from years past, you know, on the team, uh, more depth on on the defensive line. But I don't know if if JJ Watt is going to be high on the uh, priorities for the Niners. He probably isn't going to be. And then about Solomon Thomas, um, you know, with with the injury and Thomas hasn't been all that impressive. There's, impressive. There's a good chance that he comes back to the 49ers on a cheaper deal potentially. Um, I don't know if they have a fifth year option. Did he just come off a fifth year option? I feel like he did. His fifth year option sure. was declined. So he is a free oh, agent. He's it was declined. Yeah, they chose not to pick it up. So I don't know. I mean, how did Niners feel about him? Um, and now coming off of the ACL, which we heard from him and Bosa that it wasn't, you know, it's more than just the ACL that got injured in that knee injury. Um, we don't know how well they come back. Will Solomon Thomas be willing to come back on a cheaper deal, kind of a prove it deal, get one more year? Um, to try to play with the Niners. Uh, I mean, he hasn't. He's not gonna have many suitors out there if he's available. I don't think he's gonna acquire that much, you know, um, attract that much attention out in the market. But uh, so I, maybe Thomas does come back. I don't think he'll be a priority. Um, but the chance that he could come back on a cheaper deal because of what happened this past season. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think Solomon Thomas. He's either he's either gone or it's a prove it deal. I don't think there's any other option with Solomon Thomas. You declined his fifth year option. He hasn't been good for you for the three three years he did play and then the last year he tore his ACL which is a pretty serious injury obviously I don't really know if it's worth bringing him back it's got to be a cheap deal it's got to be a one-year deal I think that's the only way you bring him back honestly hot take he could be a guy who gets cut at training camp if we bring him back on that prove it deal I mean I don't know how they're going to approach this offseason with defensive ends obviously I'm not in the organization or anything, but I definitely think it might be worth bringing him back because guys like Kerry Hyder, I don't know if we're going to want to pay him that much. You got a lot of other guys on that defense, DJ Jones, who we'll talk about in a minute. There's another question about that. So stay tuned for DJ Jones, but 
as for Watt, I definitely think when you look at it, it's definitely an interesting fit for the 49ers. And I don't think it would be the best because he's a 3-4 defensive end and the Niners are in a 4-3 scheme. And then putting that 3-4 defensive end is kind of what Eric Armstead's role is on this team. You would have to move on from Eric Armstead. I think the only way you are moving on from him is if you're making the Sean Watson trade, which I don't think is going to happen for the 49ers. But it's definitely, a, I don't necessarily know if it's a good scheme fit. I also think that's not what we're really looking for when we're looking to add, ed, add edge depth. I think you're looking for more of a speed rusher, like a D forward role, like a 4-3, a 4-3 edge or an outside linebacker kind of fit play. I think one guy I would take over J.J. Watt, and this is another guy coming off an injury, but Bud Dupree. Well, J.J. Watt didn't have an injury, but he's just had an injury history. But Bud Dupree did come off an injury. I've mentioned him a little bit. He would probably be in the same money as D. Ford, uh, money range as D. Ford, somewhere around there, maybe a bit cheaper because of the injury. But I think he would be a much better fit for this team, and he probably brings, brings a bit more production. You know, he's a lot younger than J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's kind of getting up there in age, so... We don't really know if he's going to regress soon, but I definitely think if, I mean, you have to do your due diligence on a guy like JJ Watt, for sure. You have to do it. But if they're, I mean, if he's asking for too much, I'm not giving him that deal. I'm looking at other options. So that's what I'm thinking with JJ Watt. And I think, I just think there's going to be better options, better fits than a guy like JJ Watt, even though it's JJ Watt and he's an absolute stud has been for many years. I don't know if it's worth it for the 49ers considering what they need, what they're looking for, and who fits their scheme, and how much they're paying them. So I don't really know. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's better suitors out there for him, and I think I'll probably go to one of those better suitors, but it's definitely worth taking a look at JJ Watt for sure. Yeah. I mean, and he had a tweet um, some days ago saying, you know, if agency is wild, I'm assuming that's probably, he's probably gotten quite a few calls. Um, about his services from quite a few teams. So it's going to be a competitive market. And uh, the Niners aren't going to give, you know, JJ the deal he might be looking for, um, especially when they're not the only team that would be good for him to play for. So, yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, I, I, Watt isn't big enough of a need. You know, uh, defensive line isn't, we need, you know, an edge rusher. And I don't think Watt provides that. So as much as people would love, to, you know, they see the name and it's like, man, Watt was, used to be incredible, you know, and he'd be great you know, along with the rest of the defensive line to get that line back to, you know, 2019 production. You know, they drafted Ken Law. They feel good about Ken Law. They already have Armstead. You know, Bosa will be back. We don't know, you know, how effective he'll be because of the injury, but, you know, Bosa will be back. Um, so, what, you know, as far as listen, there's other, there's more important positions um, to address and probably other players who fit better um, on the line than J.J. Watt, so. Yeah, and that's another point. Put other positions that we need to address. If you're giving a guy who doesn't really fit in the scheme a lot of money what are you doing you have other guys that probably fit better are cheaper options and then you can fill the other needs that are probably much bigger than edge i have right now i have edge as our fourth biggest need behind quarterback cornerback and offensive line i definitely think i mean when you're going to give a, a lot of money to an edge that doesn't really fit your scheme that's not really doing your job you got to really just scout at everyone scout at the guy that fits best figure it out with all the salary and everything and then move on so I mean, it's, it's got to be a cheap deal. I don't think he's looking for that. So I think it's safe to say that the 49ers are not going to get J.J. Watt. All right, moving on to the next question. This is from at Ayuk11 on Twitter. Has Colin Jimmy's relationship reached the point of no return, if you had to guess? No, because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a market. He has no trade value at the moment. So he's kind of stuck. Either he's going to play for the Niners, 
or he's going to play for every team he gets traded to, or if he gets released, he'll be playing for any team he gets signed with. He can't really force his way out, even with the no trade clause. You know, he can't, he, his market isn't very, he's not highly coveted. You know, if, if Wentz only goes for a second and a third, maybe a first, um, and he, you know, and he has, you know, the injury history as well. And then you also have the fact that he also did have an MVP season back in 2017. So he has that under his belt. What will Garoppolo go for when he doesn't have, you know, a, a MVP season, you know, under his belt, MVP type season, MVP type production, as well as he also, he's also making, you know, quite a bit of money and has the injury you know history. So teams aren't going to be willing to give, you know, pretty pennies for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. So he can't exactly force his way out. He, he won't have any suitors. So, and then his play as of late hasn't been that good either. So it's not like he can, you know, people are going to be, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, he's killing it. I don't know what San Francisco's doing, you know, talking in the quarterback market and he, he's their guy, you know, it, uh, clearly he's not their guy. So as far as Jimmy doesn't have the leverage, I guess that's what I'm trying to say here. He has no leverage here to force his way out, to force his way out of San Francisco. So if if he's still here, come the beginning of the regular season, and you know, and he's a starter, he's just going to have to go out there and play. I mean, he, he there's nothing else he really can do here. If you if you request a trade, no one's going to you know give up the farm to get him. You know, they might, the Niners be lucky to probably get a third round pick at this point. So just from that standpoint, you know, the the 49ers have the leverage here. You know, Garoppolo's future is completely in their hands. He has no control, even with no trade clause. If they say they want to trade him to a team like, uh, what's a bad team right now? The Jaguars or something like that, um, which is not likely. I'm not saying they would want him, but I'm saying this randomly throwing a team out there. Um, you know, and and Jimmy said, well, I didn't want to. I don't want to go to Jacksonville. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo is making what 27 million right now. He's scheduled to make 20 27 million next year. If the Niners cut him he's not getting that back, you know, like he's not going to get 27 million again on the market. So, you know, to, to save that money, if the team was willing to, to pick him up and, you know, keep his contract and not restructure, I'm, I'm assuming Garoppolo would, you know, accept the terms because you don't want to lose the money. If, cause if you get cut, you're not, you're not getting 25, 26, 27 million again. Like you're not. So, you know, just to, to protect his contract, if not, as we're going to trade him to a place where maybe he doesn't want to go, I still think he he waves the trade clause because, you know, to keep that contract and keep that money, um, you you have to you have to because if you get cut, I mean, you're not you're not making that again. You're not getting that again. You get hurt too much. You're you know your your play doesn't warrant twenty seven plus million dollars. So Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever he feels about the Niners, whatever wherever his stance is with Kyle and John, it doesn't really matter. You know, if if he's here, he's just gonna have to play, and that's just what that's what it comes down to. So. Yeah, and you make a great point right there with the um with all the money, Kobe. I mean, getting cut, people forget that when a player gets cut, they don't get that money. It's not guaranteed anymore. All that money that I think he got all his guaranteed money, if I'm correct. So I don't think he's getting any more money if he gets cut. It's only the Niners just saving money. So he doesn't control his fate whatsoever. And I mean, as for the relationship with Colin Jimmy, that's the reason why I've been saying, oh, the 49ers need a new quarterback is because of that relationship. And I don't think there's that much trust between in that relationship, I should say. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it's reached the point of no return because he's either coming back and Kyle Shannon trusts him, and that should make yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo happy. So, Chance, he's still he's, here, so he can't say no return. So, exactly. Chance, they're okay yeah, with him not, coming back. 
Exactly. It's not no return. And also, I mean, he's either going to get traded where, I mean, yes, then the relationship's probably over or he's going to get cut and obviously relationship's over there. So, I mean, he doesn't really control anything. It's really all, all up to Kyle Shanahan. I don't think it's reached the point of no return just yet because we're still sitting here. Stafford's off the table. Carson Wentz is off the table. We still haven't made any moves for quarterbacks. So, Maybe they're brewing something up with Jimmy Garoppolo back at quarterback next year. So I think it's a bit too early to say it's at the point of no return. Um, next question is from RB Roughnecks. Uh, he said, if you're the Niners, is there a possibility that you include Bosa or Warner in the deal for Watson in the instance that Jimmy would be cut slash traded away beforehand? Or would one of them be too much? Can I start um, this one off real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so... Obviously, I know some of you probably saw my tweet last week where saying where I said if the Niners trade Bosa or Warner, they lost the trade. And I don't know how that got almost a thousand likes, but it did. But anyways, I, I let me just reiterate on that a little bit. If they trade Fred Warner, I, I I'm more opposed to trading Nick Bosa than Fred Warner. However, if you trade one of those two players, the draft capital is going to have to be significantly less than another team would give up. So I'm not fully opposed to it and i definitely think there is a possibility if you're going after deshaun watson for one of those players because you look at the texans defense it was atrocious last year one of the worst defenses in football getting that cornerstone on the defense would be really good for a team a young team well not necessarily i don't know if it's a young team but a rebuilding team is probably the best way to say it because the texans if they trade deshaun watson they're in rebuild mode. So a rebuilding team, you get a cornerstone to that defense to mentor all the young guys. That would be crucial for the Houston Texans. So I definitely think there is a possibility. The real, my issue is just the um, the draft capital because I don't necessarily know what they're asking for draft capital. If they're asking for Fred Warner and three first, I'm just putting the phone down right away. Just get a cheaper option. Give me someone in the draft or Nick Bosa too. I think if you're going to get a guy, if you're going to trade a guy like Fred Warner or Nick Bosa, I think you give one additional first that is not pick 12 this year. I think if you're giving either Warner or Bosa up, pick 12 is off the table. You can't you can have one or the other. It's that simple. So for those guys. So, I definitely think for Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, I mean, when you look at them, there definitely is a real possibility. The question is what else are they asking for before you make the move for them? Obviously, you trade them straight up for Deshaun Watson, but that's not happening. They're going to ask for more. So, We'll have to see what happens, but I think when you when you ask one of them would be too much, I think at, uh, too many extra stuff would be too much. I don't think Nick Bosa, and Fred, if that makes any sense, I don't think Nick Bosa and Fred Warner are too much to ask for when it comes to a guy like Deshaun Watson. But when you're asking for Nick Bosa and three first for Deshaun Watson, then that's a bit too much. Yeah, I mean, the Texans, number one, as of right now, still are opposed to trading him. They don't want to get rid of him. But if they were... The starting price that was rumored to be was, you know, two first, two seconds, two defensive starters. Um, you know, the Niners are probably the only team who will be, you know, bidding for Watson should he become like actually available. You know, we know he requested a trade, but is he actually available? Probably, probably not. Um, not right now for the Texans. But if if he was, you know, Bosa. I mean, the Niners have you know young defensive studs who they could trade that other teams don't have that are still young like Bosa is a generational pass rush talent you know he was rookie of the year last year and he was one of the best defensive ends in all of football in his rookie season he had 12 pressures in the Super Bowl I mean he single-handedly gave the Chiefs offense a, a headache even though they didn't win the game he was still you know a big big in that game so they're getting a player like that I mean and you would assume that 
you know, giving you, I mean, because Bosa by himself, you saw what JJ, I mean, not JJ Watt, um, Khalil Mack when he got traded away. You know, I think they, the Raiders got two first round picks in return for him. So, I mean, a, a pass rusher as good as Bosa is probably worth two first round picks by himself. So you would assume that at that point, maybe one first, maybe two um, first would be, you know, enough at that point. And not pick 12. Um, I, I think giving up Bosa and pick 12, that's way too much to ask for for the 49ers, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. And then, you know, and some maybe some second round picks, maybe a third round pick. Um, I mean, I, I don't think, as Matt Mayoko said, no player is off limits. I mean, if it takes Bosa to get Watson, then you maybe have to do it. If it takes Warner, then you might have to do it. If it takes Kittle, you might have to do it. I mean, because just the impact that a franchise quarterback can have for you. And I know in the last episode, you know, kind of recapping Super Bowl a little bit, we know that that isn't the that isn't everything. The franchise quarterback isn't everything you need to win a Super Bowl. But when that's not your seemingly like one of their bigger needs because of Garoppolo's limits, the offense is limited and they can't seem to. And then that defense isn't coming back. You know, the defense we had the last two years, Salah's gone. You know, Sherman's going to be gone. Um, they're going to lose other guys probably because of, you know, cap cap space. You know, you can't keep everyone. So, you know, it's going to be a new look defense. So one thing that helps kind of offset that is having the franchise quarterback, especially when you have Kyle Shanahan as your head coach and offensive play caller. You know, if you have the right quarterback, you'll be a, a contender year in, year out, at least for the playoffs, because you have, you know, a good head coach and quarterback combo. Uh, we've seen that with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. We've seen that with um, Aaron Rodgers. Where this, there's a couple of years where, where they didn't make the playoffs. But most of the time, you know, Rodgers is good enough where you're going to at least make the playoffs. And we saw it with Russell Wilson in division. Um, the only reason they even made the playoffs these, you know, uh, this time, these times around is because they have Russell Wilson as their quarterback. It's the only reason they even make the playoffs because Seattle's team overall, most of the time, is always missing something important. So, you know, just from that standpoint, the Niners would contend more often with a franchise quarterback and obviously Deshaun Watson, you know, quarterbacks like that don't just become available at the age of 25 as good as he is. You know, if it takes a little extra, if it takes having to give up Bosa or Warner or Kiddo, one of those three guys, you know, then maybe you just have to do it. But I don't think it's too much. But as Sam said, too much is if it's that plus like five or six more picks after that, because the player they're giving up by themselves is probably worth two or three picks by themselves. So, you know, giving up, them plus additional picks you know that i mean that that's when it gets a little weird because i mean is is it worth it at that i mean because the niners they're gonna have to because they're gonna have other positions to fill it's not like this offseason quarterback is the only position they need to fill you know because it's not you know edge is a need offensive line is probably a need cornerback is a need they only have one guy who's even on the roster coming back for the defensive backs and that's jimmy ward um, if I mean, as far as starters go, unless you're going to count guys like, uh, can't think of anyone else's name, <laughs> but you know, guys who are already on the roster, practice squad, you know, some of the fourth, fifth, sixth string kind of guys, uh, Harris, that's what I was thinking of. Harris is a cornerback who's probably on the roster for next year, but you really going to rely on Harris to be your starter? No, you're not. So, you know, when it comes to that, Niners and, you know, I've people, you know, I've seen on the timeline out there, people are like, you know, the Niners aren't just a quarterback away. And what they mean by that is like, even if you go and get yourself a quarterback, there are still other needs you have on the roster that if you don't address them will prevent you from being able to actually contend for a Super Bowl. So the Niners yeah. have to be strategic about this. They got to be careful about this. Um, this is why they're being so cautious. And this, this is probably why they didn't you know, trade for Wentz or trade for Stafford and probably won't trade for a guy like Sam Darnold. 
um, because giving up assets when you have other needs for a guy who you're not sure is going to lift, you know, your offense up or lift your team up to standards you need to to contend for a Super Bowl. That's what the Niners are, are saying. It's Jimmy or someone we know for sure is an upgrade. We're not taking chances on anybody. So, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you kind of just circling back to the team needs. Like a lot of people are saying, oh, we should sell the farm for Deshaun Watson because a good quarterback wins you a Super Bowl every time. That is not the case at all. It's it's just not the case at all. If you think that, then I, I don't get that at all. It just doesn't make sense. You saw that with Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. Did he win the Super Bowl this year? No, he didn't because the other, rest of the team and the team needs that they had, specifically offensive line, was not that good. And also kind of adding on to that, the Watson and Buss or Buss memo is just not true at all. It's not Watson or Buss for the 49ers. I know, I mean, I said this last episode, and I know it's a bit different than it was in 2019, but if we made the Super Bowl that year with Jimmy Garoppolo, all we need is just a slight upgrade in my opinion. And you just fill the needs on the defense, fill the needs on the offensive line, and you're pretty much set. I mean, it's a the Niners have a deep team, and I don't think you're, you don't want to sell the farm and try to ruin that. Just get that depth off the team. Also, not to mention, when you trade up for a guy like Deshaun Watson, you're opening up another need, giving up a guy like Nick Bosa or Fred Warner or even George Kittle. That's another guy that no one's really talking about that could be a part of this deal. Probably not. I think defense is probably making a bit more sense for the Texans. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I don't get the Watson or Bust memo, and it's just not true at all. Like we don't it's necessarily, an option, but it's not it's the only an option. option. Exactly. It's an option. We don't necessarily need a guy like Deshaun Watson. And another point you brought up Kobe earlier was that the 49er, I mean, Desha- sorry, excuse me. Deshaun Watson is a guy who we haven't seen a trade like this before. We haven't seen like trade like this ever. And I mean, they're going to be asking for a lot. They're going to really just set the mark of what it takes to trade for a franchise quarterback this young in his career. So I still don't think I they mean, will. Yeah, and I mean, that's if they too, do, I, it's gonna be a lot later. It won't be before the draft, not that much. For sure. Yeah, I know. They're not training, they're not training a guy before the draft. They're gonna see how everything pans out. Then they'll make the move if they want to do it. What if Deshaun Watson, he could come back to training camp and be like, Oh, I'm all good. They're not gonna give up a guy like Deshaun Watson. They've been saying it for weeks. They're still gonna keep saying it, and they're gonna say it for a while. Yes, teams are calling them. Yes, there are rumors flying around. But it's in my opinion, it's a bit too early to just talk about Deshaun Watson. Like he's a guy who's probably going to be moved later in the offseason, similar to what happened with Jamal Adams last year. Yeah, I mean, it just has to get worse first. It just has to get to a point where there's no return. Exactly. You know, kind of like to you know hark off a to bark off a question earlier. You know, until it reaches the point of no return, until you know they have their meetings and OTAs, and and, and if he's holding out and not showing up and refuses to play, um. Then maybe, you know, maybe then they'll be like, okay, maybe we do need to get rid of this guy. But, I mean, it's their franchise quarterback. He's 25 years old. There's no way they're going to be, you know, in a hurry to get rid of him. There's no way. They're going to make it. They're going to play it out as long as they have to in hopes of fixing their relationship. And then if it comes to a point where they know they can't, that's when they'll trade them. But it's not going to be before the draft. And not in my opinion. It won't be before For the sure. draft. It's going to be All after right. the draft, and they're going to figure out. They're really just going to see who took a quarterback in the draft. What quarterback can we get for this guy? And I mean, also just like kind of adding on to that after the draft, that's like no time for a quarterback to know the system. So at the end of the day, I just don't think Deshaun Watson is going to get traded. So we'll have to see, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's rough. It's hard to gauge because they don't want to get rid of him. They don't want to, they're not trying to trade him. So it's, you don't know how long it will take before he's actually available. But anyway, move on to the next question. 
Um, from Chris Rains 412 on Twitter. Hey, fellas, would it be better to re-sign guys like Trent Williams, Jason Ferret, DJ Jones, etc., or draft replacements and use the cap space for Warner's new deal that is likely going to come before the season? So, um, to kind of start, I mean, the Niners don't have unlimited draft picks. That's that's number one. So you can't let them all go and expect to draft all their replacements, and you know, in the same offseason. Because it's, it's just, because you're not going to get Trent Williams type production, Jason Verrett type production. Um, well, at least I mean you can, but it's not likely you're gonna get that out of rounds outside of like day one, day two picks. And even then, really only round one, round two guys are gonna be able to give you that kind of production that they were giving you. Um, but I think Trent Williams is the guy you kind of he should be priority number one. Um, and Verrett should be number two. I think Jones is replaceable. You probably could find somebody in free agency who can take his spot and who can probably come in on a cheaper deal. Um or draft somebody later in the later in the in the draft, maybe fourth, uh, fifth round, somewhere around there. Um, we'll we'll have more information on some of the guys who are available um, after free agency when we know exactly who the Niners are going to be, what positions they'll target in the draft. Um, but I mean, I mean the Niners only. I mean, I think okay. The news came out today. NFL said that the floor for the cap is going to be 180 million. So I think I saw a tweet saying if that's the case, the Niners will have about 18 million in cap space to use before. Moving anyone. This is with D four still on the roster. This is with Richburg still on the roster. This is with Garoppolo still on the roster. So there's there's room for them to get more you know more cap space if they if they get rid of guys like uh, Ford and Richburg. But the Ford thing is complicated because there's he's got injury guarantees and and they got to wait to a certain date to to cut him to save the most money. But you know it's that that part is is interesting because they probably won't have they might not cut him immediately. You know it might take until after. They might use the post-June first cut on him to save more money, um, which means that money won't be available for the for this offseason, which is interesting. We'll see what that how that how that uh you know goes down with D Ford, but Ritzberg is a guy you can you can probably cut um and save quite a bit of money this year. Um, and I mean priorities you know should be and we'll we'll have an episode for you know all the Niners free agents soon. Um, probably after, probably next week we'll have a episode. You know, kind of focusing on our free agents since re, you know, the resign period. I don't know when it ends for teams to resign their own players, but I'm, I'm assuming since the free agency is only a month away, um, it's going to be sometime soon. So, you know, we have more, more. You know, we'll discuss that more in depth uh, in that episode. But there isn't really. I mean, it's going to be a combination of of the two. Like, you can't really let all those guys go and expect to draft all their replacements in the same draft and fill them with capable replacements. But at the same time, you can't really sign them all back if you don't, you know, if Garoppolo is still on, still on the roster, if D Ford is still on the roster come, you know, draft time or come free agency, that's money you won't have. So it's going to be a combination of both. You got you got to figure out who was, you know, based on who, you know, on who on who is on your big board. I can't really speak today. Um, you know, based on who the Niners want to target in the draft and who they who they want to target in free agency and what they think they might go for, it'll be a combination. Um, there is no definitive answer for which way is better it's just comes down to how it plays out but if there's one guy um for the 49ers that i think they need to resign um it's probably trent williams because it's gonna, it's gonna be hard to to get yourself another tackle that's doing what he's doing you know he's elite in both pass and run you know blocking so i mean trading letting him go especially after you traded away picks to get him in the first place you know i think i think williams is the guy who probably is going to you know 
get the deal done. Exactly. He's, he's and I mean, Trent Williams is almost the top a requirement. You kind of have something to, that like, every fan can agree with for the 49ers. You're not going to get a guy who's going to replace Trent Williams immediately. I, I in the draft too, in free both in free agency and the draft. There's no tackle in free agency that's as good as Trent Williams. Period. He's the best tackle out there. You're not going to get another guy who's close to his caliber, in my opinion. In the draft, even though I compared Penai Sewell to Trent Williams, that's my comparison for him, and he is the best tackle in the draft, we're going to have to trade up to get him. So I don't think that's going to happen either. I think Trent Williams, you have to get him as your top priority. I know I've been doing a lot of offensive line tape right now, but Trent Williams is better than all those guys in the draft, without a doubt. And if you're a win-now team, you want a guy like Trent Williams who can secure the blind side, especially if you have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback who had a down year last year. You don't want to risk that with a guy, with a rookie, or just anyone in general who's not named Trent Williams and that has some question marks. It's going to be a very hard time if we do not re-sign Trent Williams. And I definitely think that's exactly why he's the top priority, without a doubt. As for a guy like Verrett, I feel like my thing with Verrett is that we can replace him, yes. But I don't know if we're going to replace him. And I don't know if there's any options out there that are going to really help replace him. I definitely, obviously, you have almost everyone in the secondary who is a free agent. I know you said Tim Harris. We don't want him starting at cornerback next year. That would not be good. Definitely not ready for that. I got on the practice squad who was there all year starting at cornerback. But when you look at, I mean, when you look at cornerback, there's not really, I mean, you, there's always some some decent options like Patrick Peterson. This this, this just this is just from the top of my head. I, I need to look at them again. But from what I remember, Jason Verrett, I mean, he's definitely one of the best cornerbacks in this free agency class. Resigning him would be crucial to this team. It would really help the secondary. You definitely need to just cement that one cornerback saying, hey, this is our quarterback one, cornerback one for the future. We need, You need to definitely get a cornerback one for the future. I definitely think Verrett can be that guy. If he leaves, we're going to have to find someone else who can be a cornerback one, and it's that simple. So Verrett, yes, he's replaceable, but it might be hard to do that. Not as hard as Trent Williams. And as for a guy like DJ Jones, I know, I mean, the thing with DJ Jones is that he didn't start. He's not a starter on this team. I think you're looking at a defensive line of Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, and some guy who's going to replace D Ford or D Ford himself, someone like that. I think Armstead starting on the inside definitely helps his case a bit better um, when it comes to this defense. So I don't think DJ Jones is going to be starting. So it's kind of going to be another cheap deal. DJ Jones is one of my favorite players on this team, by the way. I don't know why. I just love him for some reason. But that's probably a guy who is going to get a cheap one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal. But he's not. It's going to be a cheap deal, and because he's a guy that's replaceable, you can replace him in the draft. We have a lot of fifth round picks that might be a good place to take him. You can replace him in free agency pretty easily. But other than that, I really think that DJ Jones. It's a, it's just a it's just a case of money for him whether he's coming back, and I definitely think it would be worth it to replace him in the draft. But if DJ Jones wants a cheap deal, he wants to come back to the 49ers, you sign him because he has been a really great part for this defense for the past few years. And yes, there's been injuries with him. But when he's on the field, he's an absolute beast. And that's why I love DJ Jones. But for this team, he's not in the starting role right now. He's going to have to earn that. I don't know if it's worth signing him. You just have to wait and see how guys like Kinlaw and Armstead do before you start him. Or if he can just be better than one of those guys, which I don't think is the case, then you start him. But other than that, you're really just looking at a cheap deal for DJ Jones or moving on for him. It's that simple.
Yeah. So of, of the three sure. guys that that guy named, uh, if you had Jones if you had to just re- if you had to the, rank them the on uh, replaceable. replaceability, Jones is like two. one. Those are guys. Then you got like a little gap back. of Jason Verrett at number two, and then you got the Grand Frickin' Canyon at three for Trent Williams. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if there's two guys in the team to try the hardest to keep, it's, it's Verrett and Williams. Everyone else after that, you probably can replace. Um. All right. This question is from at CD Season, the Cowboys fan. Hey man, it's hey man. We'll take it. We'll take why, it. It's uh, all good. Well, he asked a question, but yeah, I appreciate it. You know, um, yeah, we'll take it. The question, the question. You know, I don't like the Cowboys, but it's fine. Easily. Um, Trask or Mac Jones? <laughs> that's his question. Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a better prospect. I, I don't. I, don't I mean, it's Mac Jones for Mac me Jones as well. And it, I mean, it's pretty one. simple. Mac Jones is more NFL ready Jones. than Kyle Trask. Even though Trask does have the higher floor and the lower ceiling, Mac Jones isn't more NFL ready, and that's what we need in our quarterback. You're not going to take a guy who's just extremely raw to be your starting quarterback and just start him week one and just hope that he can develop. Or not even start him week one, but just hope he can develop into a guy who's a starting quarterback. And that's why I think... That's why I'm a bit more lower on Lance for the 49ers because he is a bit of a raw prospect. I wouldn't mind taking Lance, but I think you look at a guy like Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, and I think they fit this team better. Mac Jones, I don't think Mac Jones fits this team better than Trey Lance, just talent-wise. I think it's a, I think it's the top four. Then it's a massive gap between Lance or I have Fields as my number four and Mac Jones. It's just a massive gap for that. So yeah, I, Mac Jones is definitely the pick if you're going to pick between those two guys for sure. <laughs> all right next question this is from our this is from our guy quest uh at quest for six uh this this is probably in case you guys don't know who this is this is probably the biggest advocator for watson san francisco in the entire universe like this watson is, propaganda want, account Watson from san francisco tweets it. and support and everything like that quest is probably your guy but anyway yeah he is <laughs> He is everything Washington the 49ers. So if that's the you know the train you want to get on, if you want him to be your leader, that, that's your guy. Um, he asked, when are you going to realize that Deshaun Watson is the only real upgrade that Kyle has been hinting at that can actually replace Jimmy G without anyone disagreeing? Kirk, Wentz, Darnold are divisive, and the rookie quarterback will take years to learn his complex system. Um, okay, number one quest. Kyle's offense isn't that complex because other teams are running it, and um, – they're using it in college too. So as far as his system is not just in San Francisco, other teams are using it, using it fairly well. And um, it's also being used in college too. Like Lance is running some of Kyle's concepts out there at uh, North Dakota state. Uh, Zach Wilson thinks he's a perfect fit, a perfect fit for the Niners offense. Cause they ran some stuff like that at BYU. Um, so I don't think it's that complex that a rookie, the thing about a rookie is them, Getting up to speed with the NFL game because the NFL game is much, much faster than college. Windows close much faster. Open in college is like a lot more open than open in the NFL. Like, yeah, you got to be a lot more accurate. You got to process things a lot faster. It's just like it's more of a mental thing when it comes to, you know, the NFL from coming from college. You just have to learn to process things faster. Um, For the that's that's probably, you know, as far as. You know, a rookie, that's, that's where the, the concern comes in is, is how well they, they um, adjust to the NFL game. But as far as, like, learning the system, I don't think he, any of the quarterbacks have a problem with that. Um, 
But yeah, Deshaun Watson is, is certainly the only clear upgrade. Uh, Darnold is, a, you know, he's a he's a risk, and that's not a guy who I want the Niners taking when you have a roster. If their intention is to win now, which it should be because they went to the Super Bowl last year. Um, well, I guess you can say two years ago now. I don't know um, since we're going to enter the new league year soon. But they went to the Super Bowl in 2019, so they're obviously no longer in rebuilding mode. Now they kind of have to reload, uh, let some guys go, bring some new guys in. Is, you know, a rookie quarterback someone you want to bring in? To, and you, are you going to trust, you know, that as – your guy who can take it to the Super Bowl, as you know, knowing that the, you know, in history, there's never been a rookie quarterback to lead their team to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, I mean, it, it is risky, but you know, I don't think they have a problem running the system. But but you know, like you say, Quest guys, like I think Kirk would be an upgrade over Jimmy. Um, is it a clear upgrade where like everyone's like, oh yeah, this guy's definitely better than Jimmy? Probably not. There's gonna be some people out there who think that Kirk and Jimmy aren't that far apart. I don't think they're that close. I think Kirk. Um, is a more complete quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo is. Um, so I think he'd be an upgrade. Uh, Wentz got dealt already, so you had to worry about that. Um, and Darnold is, is the guy. He's almost like a rookie with more experience, I feel like, because he didn't get developed much in, in New York. So it's like it's like trading for a rookie who only has one year left before you have to give him a new contract um, and also still needs some work. So, I mean, I, I guess he's, a, he's like a – I almost kind of – and I guess it's it's not the best way to, to highlight him, but it's almost like he's still a, like a rookie quarterback prospect. Like you almost can kind of throw him in there with, you know, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. He's like, it feels like he's one of those kind of guys where it's like, you know, you're banking the upside. You know, for 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 draft quarterbacks, you're, you're banking the upside because none of these guys played in the NFL yet. You don't know how they're going to translate to the NFL. You're just banking the upside. Darnold's a guy who, I mean, as far as like, NFL experience, he has that. He has played in you know in the league the last uh, four years, so you, you get that with Darnold. But at the same time, he hasn't even developed much, so it's almost still like a prospect. It, like it's almost like you're draft, like you're just bringing in an experienced rookie. That's what Darnold feels like. And is that a guy? Is that what Colin John want to do? Um, probably not. You know, I think they'd rather roll with Jimmy. But yeah, I mean, there's no argument that that. The Niners want a, want a clear upgrade. That's what the reports have been saying. It's going to be Jimmy or a clear upgrade. Um, and I, don't know, I mean, I guess your question really comes down to: Do you think any of the rookies are a clear upgrade over, over Jimmy? You think any of the rookies would be worth, you know, starting them day one and letting Jimmy walk? I guess that's what it comes down to. I think if you get Fields and, and or Wilson, I think so. I think if you draft Trey Lance, just because, and I, and I know some people are saying like he's a little he's. He probably could start day one. Um, some people are saying that, but I think just because of the fact that he didn't play last year, um, you don't really know where he's at. You don't have any recent film on him. Um, it probably would be a little wise to sit him, sit him for a little bit, you know. So I think in that case, you probably keep Jimmy around um, if you draft Trey Lance. But if they get, if they trade up to get a guy like Zach Wilson or a guy like Justin Fields, I, th- I think they're capable because because you know they have kind of that athletic ability to to, to rely on if you know. They have some struggles when it comes to, like, recognizing defenses, defenses and stuff like that. Um, we saw it with Justin Herbert this past year, you know? His ability to extend plays and his rocket arm and everything like that helps him out when, um, you know, you're, you're maybe having some trouble reading the defense or whatever. Your, you know, your gifts can kind of bail you out a little bit. Um, and that's what this offense is missing, a guy who can bail you out when the play fails. So, I mean, just from that standpoint, Wilson and Fields and even Lance, you know, uh, provide an upgrade there. 
Jones is the one guy who's like, you know, kind of iffy, where it's like, do you rather go with Jimmy? Um, or like, w- would you trade away Jimmy if they drafted Mac Jones? I don't think they would. I don't think, I don't think Jones is the guy you feel that strongly about where it's like, yeah, this is our guy, but you know, Fields and Wilson, I think, yeah, if, if I, I'm kind of over the place with this because quest, his question is so like, it's just bizarre. Cause he's really, he's, cause he's such, you know, he's such a Watson uh, yeah. homer at the moment. So it's really just like, why would we trade for anyone else? But Watson, but, uh, but Watson, I'll just say this. I'll sum it up like this. Yes, Watson, of the guys you can get now who are in the NFL right now, is the only throw grade. As far as like drafting someone, I think Wilson and Fields and Lance provide you with more upside than Jimmy does. So that, you know, alone is an upgrade over Yeah, I mean, it so comes down to this. When you're guys, talking about an upgrade, I think in my opinion, you'll be okay. Whoever the 49ers get at quarterback is an upgrade because Kyle Shanahan trusts them more. It's that simple. Kyle Shanahan trusting a quarterback more means that that quarterback can open up the offense more, do what Kyle Shanahan wants more, and probably be better than what Jimmy Garoppolo was in San Francisco. So I definitely think that's why I keep saying if the 49ers get Sam Donald, then he is an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. If the 49ers get Kirk Cousins, he is an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. He already is an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. Wentz, we don't need to talk about. And Watson, Watson is obviously the biggest op- upgrade. Let's be real. It's the compensation that's the real question. As we said earlier, we talked about the compensation. So rewind this, go back if you want to hear more about the compensation. But that's the real question mark when it comes to Deshaun Watson because you don't know how much you're giving up. Yes, Deshaun Watson is great. Yes, he'd be a phenomenal fit in our system, but it might be too much. And I know this is a guy who, the guy who asked the question is kind of a Watson or bus guy. As I said earlier, it's not Watson or bus. It really just comes down to who can play better with Jimmy Garoppolo, who can open up this offense more, and who can lead us to the Super Bowl. And I really think all these quarterbacks can probably lead us to the Super Bowl if Jimmy Garoppolo did it in 2019 with Kyle Shanahan having no trust in him or little trust in him, I should say. And I mean, as you said, Kobe, the draft guys as well. The draft guys are probably, in my opinion, now that Wentz is off the table, the draft guys are the best option for the 49ers. Zach, I mean, yeah, I I'd probably, in the order for the 49ers, I would say Wilson, Fields, Lance, and all three of those guys I think are phenomenal options. It depends I mean, I think Zach Wilson will probably go to the Jets. I mean, we saw reports from Matt Miller that there's a team that has Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. There's actually multiple teams that do that, according to someone else. So I bet Wilson is just the number two quarterback overall by most teams. So he'll probably go there. Justin Fields and Trey Lance. I mean, here's the thing with quarterback. Either way, you're going to give up compensation, unless you're sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo. Because I think the 49ers have to trade up to get their quarterback. You got Carolina at eight. You got Washington behind you. You got New England behind you. No one's talking about New England, by the way. And that's because they, I mean, they had Brady for 20 years and people are like, oh, they took him in the sixth round. They're just going to take another quarterback in the sixth round. That doubt, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I think New England could very much trade up in this draft. Also, I mean, you got Atlanta at four. I think Atlanta would be a perfect landing spot for a guy like Trey Lance. Develop him behind Matt Ryan. Then you move on from Matt Ryan. I definitely think you're going to have to give up compensation one way or another. The question is, how much do you want to give up? And Watson, you're giving up a lot. A guy like Darnold or a guy in the draft, you're giving up less, a lot less, a lot less for Darnold, a little bit less with the draft and trading up for guys who have really high upside, who can be franchise quarterbacks, and who can lead us to a Super Bowl. So I think it really comes down to that. It's not, it has, the the reason why I don't want Deshaun Watson, or the reason why we don't want Deshaun Watson, I'll just speak for the both of us, is not because we don't like Deshaun Watson. It's because we don't want to give up a guy like Nick Bosa plus three first-round picks when we can give up one first-round pick 
and an additional first round pick to get another first round pick where you give up a guy in the where you get a guy in the draft. That's that's really the reason why I don't want Deshaun Watson for this team. Well, it's not that I don't want him. I don't think he's the best option for this team, is what I should say, just because of compensation. I'll rephrase. Um, I don't think he's the easiest option, you know, and it's also not one you can rely on because we don't know if he's actually going to get dealt or not. So you can't really, you can't really bank on Watson becoming available because if you wait too long, I said this before in the previous episode. If you wait too long, and I mean, it worked become with available, it worked with Trent Williams. You just wasted though. all your time becoming spending a good but, a different quarterback trying to get Watson when he when he does get moved. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think they're in talks. They kind of already knew, you know, that at some point they're, they're gonna be able to get it done. I mean, they, they don't they don't just not address it without knowing that Williams is gonna come eventually. Um, but for that, like for Watson, it's not that kind of situation because first of all, numerous teams are gonna be bidding, so it's not gonna be cheap whatsoever, and it'll be a lot of buzz around Watson if if there is talks of him getting kind of like, kind of like for Stafford. Every day, it was like a new team is getting linked to, to Stafford and feel like a deal was always like inevitable with any team. It, it, it's not like that with Watson right now. It's like, yeah, I know he's looking for a trade, but they don't want to trade him. So, he, you know, for now, he's still in Houston, and he probably will be in Houston once everything is all said and done, at least to start uh, training camp. But, yeah, I mean, to get any of these quarterbacks who are, who are going to provide you with the upgrade, it's going to cost you something because the Niners, you know, as much as I loved it during the regular season, they won, you know, those some games that they've been better off losing, you know, the the Rams game, um, the Cardinals game, the one there at the end that cost them like a seven pick difference. Lose those two games. They're probably up in the top five, top six, something like that. So, you know, looking back, it's like, damn, those two, like it was, it was a cool two wins, you know, but at the same time, you know, now you got to trade up to get a guy who you think would be an upgrade. Um, so you lose some capital. And like we said, with the fact that you need other positions to get filled, you know, who you can't get an all pro at every position. You know, there's going to be some positions where you have some guys who are less than stellar. They're kind of like they're just kind of, you know, just could fill the gap. So you can't just just to kind of like for people listening, just to kind of like sway your expectations of every position. The Niners are not going to fill every position with a Pro Bowl caliber player because there is no team out there that's just filled with Pro Bowl caliber players, you know? Like, that's that's what the Pro Bowl is for, to, to fill teams with Pro Bowl caliber players full of full of all-stars. No real team is going to be like that. You're always going to have holes. It's just like, where do you want your holes to be? Where can your holes be where they won't hinder you too much? Um, and that's what the Niners will have to decide in, in free agency. If they get the quarterback, they won't be able to sign everybody. They won't be able to trade it, you know, to address everybody in the draft. Um, depending on who they get, if they get Watson, um, then the cap becomes a little interesting, but if they go and trade, you know, capital for a rookie quarterback, you do get more, you know, cap space, but at the same time, you're losing some draft capital if you trade up. So who are some guys? And that's when, you know, late round picks become important, but where can you take a hit where it won't hurt you that much to not fill the position with a quality guy? And that's what it comes down to. Um, and that'll determine whether the 49ers trade up or not. If they feel like they can replace some guys with guys, so they feel like they're capable enough that they won't be a hindrance to the team. Um, they can still get a guy they need um, or the guy they want at quarterback. Then that, yeah. that's, that's what they'll do. But I don't know what the original question was. I think we're still, I think we're still talking about quests. But, <laughs> but 
But I mean, it's just it's not as simple as you want it to be. You know, it's not as simple as you want it to be. There's a lot of ways you can go about this. There's a lot of right answers. There's a lot of wrong answers. Um, but in the, the day, there are there are there are options. Um, so it's not just Watson or bust. Okay, there are other good options out there for the Niners to address the quarterback position. That's all I need. That's all I really. That's good. Hey man, that's talking said, Niners, where you know, we just go on and on about that. stuff. But whatever. That's the in-depth uh, answer. <laughs> that's me. Oh yeah, I'm scrambling today. I cannot organize my thoughts at all. I'm all over the place, but whatever. Uh, all right. Um, question. We got three questions left. Um, this is from at Forty Nine Eight Q. In your opinion, would it be what would it take for KB to emerge as a, as a wide receiver threat? Um, he's always going to be a, your third or fourth guy. He's never going to be your one or two. I think he's just too inconsistent. He forgets to play. He forgets to play sometimes, which is not ideal. Um. And he's not, there's nothing special about him, you know? Like, it's nothing, like, he's not super fast, he's not super athletic. He's, he's kind of like, he's your, he's your good, you know, wide receiver three, wide receiver four. And depending on the price, he might even T. be Higgins. here, you know, next year. There's a chance that they could just let him go and they're replacing him with another guy like T. Higgins or to go. Yeah, get, T. Higgins is on the um, Bengals. That's the, I was like, wait, what? Where'd you hear that? Uh, that that's, that's the wrong name. I think I'm thinking the wrong guy. Uh, oh, uh, AJ Green. Who's, who's going to be a free agent? I forget. There's some receivers going to be a free agent. Um, let me see. I'm gonna look this up. T, yeah, T Higgins. Up. I, think I, saw I, on, T. I don't know why they would trade T Higgins. Niners, he's a he. He yeah, was taking. Got, he was taking with the first pick in the second round last year. He, I don't know why they a, would trade him. Why in the world? Well, am I thinking T Higgins? He's he is super young. Didn't they draft him? You're thinking of AJ Green. Yeah, wrong name. He's the Bengals wrong wide name. receiver. That's who, who a free was agent. I thinking of? Uh, was I? Wide receiver free agent since 2021. I gotta know now because I saw the name fighting floating around there earlier on, on the on the um oh on the timeline caught my attention. Um Jesus, I'm not gonna find him. There's guys out there that Niners can get to replace Kendrick Bourne. Um Curtis Samuel is a guy who'd be nice to have. I don't know how much it'll cost, but uh uh, Curtis Samuel would be nice. It's a guy who, who offers more upside than uh, Kendrick Bourne Rashad, does. Yeah, he's on the Browns. There three, you go. More of a more of a threat. Why not? Rashad? Hey, you got Higgins. you got the there state. You go. got the color right. Rashad Higgins from the Browns. I just saw orange. You know, I thought Higgins. I was like T Higgins. I got <laughs> listen. I got the I got the name and the color. I was like, all right, is his name T? I think his name's T. Wrong Higgins. Rashad Higgins from the Browns would be a, a cool guy to replace Kendrick Bourne. Um, might not cost you that much if Bourne decides to go elsewhere. Um, but if they bring him back, cool. He'd be a good wide receiver three, wide receiver four, you know. But he's not – he's never going to be spectacular. And I guess to answer your question, what would it take for him to be spectacular? Um, better out running, more consistent catching. I know he, he doesn't drop the ball that much as people say he does, but he does have his, his drops that are kind of frustrating. Um that's probably all you can do. I mean, he's not super athletic. He's not super fast or anything like that. He's not super big. So, yeah. Um, just be more dependable. Yeah. You know, on third down the red zone. Don't forget plays. Um, run better routes. So, you know, to be a better receiver, that's all that Bourne could do. But then again, you know, he's a free agent. They might not bring him back. We don't even know. There's guys out there. Uh, not T. Higgins, but Rashard Higgins is a guy that the Niners could look at. Um Curtis Samuel would be a, a much, much better receiver in the system than uh, Kendrick Bourne is. So Bourne isn't a, necess- isn't a necessity to, to round it up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at the free agency wide receiver, the free agency wide receiver, the free agency receiver cool. class, there's a lot. And 
just to name a few that I wrote for my stream a week ago, AJ Green, Damian, Danny Amendola, John Ross, Keelan Cole, Muhammad Sanu, Tim Patrick, and maybe Juju Smith-Schuster if he's a bit expensive. Those are just six or seven free agents that I just named I can't count that are, I mean, they provide, I, I think they would be better fits than Kendrick Bourne in this offense. You saw what Kendrick Bourne can do already. I don't know if it's going to get any better for him. He seems like a guy who's just going to be a wide receiver three his entire career, maybe wide receiver two, a, a pretty dependable one too. Let's be real. Kendrick Bourne's a bit dependable, but he's not going to be like an over the top Pro Bowl receiver, even though he works his ass off and I really like him. He's not going to be that guy who's going to be a number one receiver on this team, who's not going to be a Pro Bowl or who's going to be the X factor for this team. He's a guy who's pretty easily replaceable. Uh, personally, I would go to the draft to get a receiver. I think this is, I mean, this is one of the most stacked drafts in history for wide receiver, way more stacked than last year. There's a lot of late round talent that would be really good for this team. Also, second, third round, I think that would be a phenomenal spot to take a wide receiver. And I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous how good this draft is for wide receiver. One of my favorite receivers is probably going to go undrafted or sixth round or something like that to Morion Terry. There's in, there is injury concerns with him. There is character concerns with him. But that would be a phenomenal fit to replace Kendrick Bourne. Also, did we forget? We have Jalen Hurd on this roster too. If he can stay healthy, that's a perfect Kendrick Bourne replacement right there. So, I mean... I don't really see. I mean, it's not. I, I think Kendrick Bourne could come back. He could not come back. I don't really know what the team stands, where the team stands with Kendrick Bourne, but I don't think you're going to get much out of him. I think you're just going to get the same Kendrick Bourne you've seen in the past few years. Just a guy who's reliable, dependable, but not a guy who's like a superstar and is going to be the X factor for, the, for your team. If you want an improvement from Kendrick Bourne, you go to the draft, you go to free agency, you pick up one of those guys that I just named. But. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, Kendrick Bourne, I don't think he's going to be a superstar receiver. I think you're seeing close to the ceiling that Kendrick Bourne can hit. Yeah. I think he is, he's at a ceiling already. I, think, I don't think he gets much better. I think he is what he is, uh, which is like a 3-4 receiver. Like wide receiver 3, wide receiver 4, that's where he's going to be probably his entire career, which is fine. You don't always need, you know, no more receiver from every receiver you get. Number three is fine, as long as you have a good one and two. What's Niners do with Samuel and Ayuk? So, and if he's gone, doesn't really matter. You can replace him pretty easily. All right. Um, last two. These are about... Um, let's start with this one. Somebody asked for it. gotten a report on Jordan Smith. Um, so, Jordan Smith. He, um, out of UAB, for people who don't know. Um, he's He's... Uh, edge candidate, I guess you can say. That's what this guy has taken up him as edge candidate, which he played kind of uh outside linebacker for them at UAB this past season. He's kind of raw. Um he's mostly like he's super big and long. Like as far as length and length and size, he's a freak of nature. But as far as like techniques and his run defense, um it needs work. It needs work. And I mean and no nobody coming out of college is is a finished prospect. It's about, you know, what do you think you can teach them? What do you think they can improve on um, the most? And based on, and what do you like that they already do? You know, how much, how, how well does that fit into what, you know, you want for that position? Um, I don't think he's the best fit though. I think my, my favorite guy on the edge, if Niners draft somebody is Aziz, you know, Otilari, um from George. I mean, to replace, to replace D Ford, you know, he's, he's kind of like that speed rusher type that the Niners would, would be most ideal um, for San Francisco, so that's a guy. Who I, th I mean, he's going to be a first round candidate, though. So it's going to be, 
may, if, if we're lucky, he falls second round, but that's probably as far as he'll fall. Um, he's going to be one of the uh, one of the higher you know edge rush picks in the draft. But Jordan Smith is is a guy who he's going to require some work. It's probably a, a, a late day two, maybe day three uh, pick, um, a project kind of guy. He's got some he's got some some promise to him. Um, you know, like I said, the size, the length. Um, you know, he's super athletic on the edge. Um, but is it a guy you want to rely on heavily to, to replace, you know, is a guy you want to count on to, to, to be, you know, your replacement for D4? I don't think so. I think if you want a guy who you know is going to be, um, you know, legit off the edge, you, you go higher than a day two, day, day three prospect, uh, which is, which is what I think Jordan Smith is. I don't think he's a guy you want to, um, yeah, you know, I don't think that highly of him. So I think far, I'll be completely honest before I, I just say this. Deal. I've really so. just focused on offensive players, mainly wide receiver, quarterback, offensive line. I've been doing a really deep dive in offensive line. So I haven't got too much of a look at Jordan Smith. I've watched a bit of tape on him, not as much as I've hoped. I've read some scouting reports. And from what I've seen so far, as you said, Kobe, he's definitely a raw prospect. And overall, I mean, 6'6", 255, that's pretty good height for a guy who it's huge. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a raw prospect who could develop really well. I really like Jordan Smith from what I've seen. I haven't been able to compare him with other guys, which I've been really wanting to do uh, soon, but I need to watch more tape on edge rushers before I do that. But overall, Jordan Smith, I definitely think it would be a, it would be an okay pick. In my opinion, he's a raw prospect. He's not going to come in right away. He could be, if I mean, if he could be a guy, if you trade a guy like Eric Armstead or Nick Bosa, maybe you bring him in, but I don't really know. I think your best fit for a D Ford replacement is in free agency because there you're getting a polished guy who's going to come in right away and do really well rather than a raw guy who you're taking a bit of a risk on. Plus, I believe, as I said earlier, fourth is, um, sorry, excuse me, edge is probably our fourth biggest D in my opinion. And I mean, you don't, you don't address the draft where you just go, oh, number one need check. Number two need check. You just address, you address it by like who you like best and who fits your scheme best. And I definitely think there's going to be some talent in that late second round, early third round that you can get at a different position, specifically cornerback in particular. I think that's where you're probably looking for a corner edge maybe, but I thought I definitely think there's better fits than Jordan Smith from what I heard. However, it's, it's a very small sample size. So, I mean, I, I definitely need to watch a bit more film on edge and on Jordan Smith. And I want to do that soon, but from what I've seen so far, he would be a, I definitely think he can be a, a freak in the NFL, but for us right now, I think you can probably look at some other guys to get. All right, and I know you said you look off for the players a lot. Yeah, so Trey McKitty. I'll let you start this one. Um, Trey yeah, McKitty, Trey McKitty out of Florida State or out of Georgia. McKinney, he played so at Georgia last year, but he was at Florida State the other three years. That is a guy who. Again, I haven't focused much on tight ends. I watched a lot of Trey McKitty film because I've been really focusing on offensive players just to start off. Trey McKitty is a guy who I think would be a phenomenal player for the 49ers. He's a big tight end, receiving tight end. Those are two things that you need for this team. When your tight end is big and you can catch the ball, there you go. That's what you do right there and get a receiving tight end. Get filling that Jordan Reed role right there. I think that would be a phenomenal player for the 49ers. And in the blocking game, he's doing pretty decent in there as well. I mean, he's a big tight end, opens up the blocking game pretty well both for the run both for the pass more for the pass in my opinion he does that really well so that would be a good compliment to a run blocker like George Kittle and open up the pass game a bit more for him and I mean just looking at him and where he stands in the draft people have him going as a day three pick that is value right there you get a guy like Trey McKitty 
in the sixth, seventh round, something around there, maybe even undrafted, if it, it's going to work out really well for your for your team, especially if you're looking for that receiving tight end. The question is, do we get a receiving tight end in free agency rather than the draft? If we don't get one in free agency, which I think is probably the better option in my opinion than drafting a guy like Trey McKitty. If you do get one in free agency, then you probably, if, if you do get one in free agency, then you probably don't go after Trey McKitty. But if you don't and want Trey McKitty, get Trey McKitty. He's probably a guy who can be, he's definitely, in my opinion, number two tight end in the NFL. That's where I would see him in the NFL, just being a number two tight end. And he could be a number one tight end soon enough. We'll have to see how his development goes. But I mean, sixth and seventh round prospect, obviously a bit raw, not going to start right away. I think it's totally worth it for the 49ers to get a guy like Trey McKitty. Also, speaking of speaking of where he went to college, I forgot to mention this before you speak, Georgia. There was a Georgia tight end I was really high on last year, Charlie Warner. I guess Georgia tight ends are just my type. I don't know. And I don't think tight ends are big enough need that they will draft him. Um, I think even if they don't resign Jordan Reed, I think you know with with uh, I think Dwelly's still on the contract. And they drafted Warner last year, um, so you know they have they have some guys, and then even Jalen Hurd, if he stays healthy with with his size, the chance they could you know work him in as a receiving tight end maybe because of how big he is. Because um, there there was rumors that you know Kyle might use him as a tight end, as a receiver, as a running back, all kind of different things for for Jalen Hurd, which you can't rely on him too much anyway because he's he's kind of hurt, but well not he's not well he's injury prone so far to, to start his start his career he's been injured twice with two serious injuries with his back first and then the torn ACL um this past training camp. But um I don't know if Titans a big enough need where you take a chance on a on well not wants to take a chance, but you know, you draft a guy like that because I don't think you need him bad enough to do it. Um especially when this this scheme is, is more so based on the running game and play action. I don't think um I don't know if a passing a pass catching tight end is as big of a need um where you go and get this guy. So, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they did go get him because as a receiver, you know, he's promising. Um, he's got some very good traits as a ball catcher after the catch. He's pretty solid. Um, his run blocking, you know, needs a little bit of work, but it's not bad. But um, the only guy, only time I think that Niners could take where, you know, where I'd be super excited would be Kyle Pitts, uh, which I don't know how likely that is because that's more of a uh, – luxury pick that they don't really need to have bigger needs than, than tight ends. So copy is isn't the guy they probably should prioritize. Um, this is fun to think about, but yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's a solid prospect, solid prospect. He's, he's a good receiving tight and end. And kind of adding um, on to that, we have a, want, we have a lot of picks for, day, um, three, day three, pick, specifically probably. fifth round. We have um, two seventh. We have likely. a six. I definitely think you're going to probably feel, you're definitely going to fill all your needs by then. Probably by round four yeah. or five, you fill all your needs. You get a guy, then you can get guys like Trey McKitty, bring him onto your team and just play around with him. But I think Jordan Reed, when he was healthy, he was a crucial part to our team before Garoppolo got hurt. I think the reason why he's probably not coming back is because he didn't really have the connection with the backup quarterbacks going that well. If you get a guy who can connect with whoever a quarterback is real well, I think you're getting a great tight end. And I definitely think it's going to help this offense a lot. Yeah, that was it. All right. Um, that is, I think that's the last question, right? All right. So we did have nine because I had to count it seven, but we had two more that I missed, so it was nine. Um, thank you guys for all the questions. We will probably do this again at some point. 
Um, <laughs> interesting offseason ahead of us. Uh, I know we say this every time we finish the episode, but um, it truly is. I mean, there's a lot that can happen, especially with the salary cap um, being less than what it was, you know, it would have been if, you know, there was a world with no COVID. Um, there will be some tough moves being made, people getting rid of players that you probably wouldn't have thought would get let go of. Um, probably going to be a lot of movement, so going to be a lot of opportunities for the 49ers to uh, upgrade at certain positions, um, a lot of moves they can make. So we'll be here to kind of talk through it all, give our give our, our thoughts, our analysis, um, our predictions, I guess, when that time comes. Up next, we'll probably, I've been kind of putting it off. I know I say this at the end of every episode, but, you know, I talk about what we're going to do our free agent resignings, um, who we should resign, who who we can probably let go. That will, barring anything changing, because now that once has got dealt, I don't know who else could possibly get dealt before free agency. That would be big. Um, so we'll have a chance to get into our free agents and talk about who, you know, the Niners should prioritize resigning, which I think would be pretty quickly. And then we'll probably try to try to uh, um, evaluate who, they, who the Niners can go after in uh, free agency when it starts to replace guys they're probably going to miss or are probably going to lose. So that'll probably, that'll probably be next week. With that being said, um, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, follow. I, I forget. I always forget to plug stuff. Follow the, uh, the podcast socials at talking Niners pod on Twitter. You can follow us both um, at Bay Kobe at Nanowire Sam. If you find the podcast page, it'll have our ads in the bio. So if you don't know how to spell it or how to find it, it'll be in there. Um, and also make sure you, uh, subscribe, rate and review on wherever you listen for your podcast from. So, uh, you know, it helps us out. Subscribe helps you guys out so you get notified whenever episodes go live and, uh, that's going to do it for us. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, do that too. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week or the week after whenever we uh, get back on here and talk about the Niners. See ya. Uh, it'll be sometime soon. Uh, we'll see you then as always. Go Niners. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just signed up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.